Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest to the queens hello ladies and gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum welcome to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always dylan murray and without me is alex richards he's sick on short notice so that means it's a solo episode yay yay i'm sure everybody's super excited to listen to just me for however long this takes and nobody else. And I imagine a lot of you have clicked off because the Towerable One is not here this week. So everybody send their best regards to Alex. Um, we are, of course, a part of the Five Star Network. Um, there you can listen to all Elite Cast, Watch Teach, and Dramatic Dream Dragons, as well as us. So go check that out. Um, I'm not envious of their name, unlike Alex. This is, this is a different show now. I'm not. Um, and also there are articles there now. So fivestarnetwork.co, the website has articles, has has updates of the podcast and all that stuff over there. I wrote one about Mike and Jamaica, so I would love it if you guys go check that out. It's been out for a couple, for a day now, I guess. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that I'm back to editorial. So go check that out. And yeah, it's a five-star network shill if you guys want to go check that out after you're done listening to this, because I'm sure you're going to be going to be occupied listening to this for a while. But without further ado, let's get to the news. I'm winging this. I'm trying my best. So I hope that you guys don't hate it. But so first piece of news, the biggest piece of news, news is that Bushiroad has officially lifted cheering restrictions on all wrestling events moving forward, all sporting events, but they only do wrestling. So, so that means New Japan and Stardom will have every event with cheering. Um, there's no more clap crowds because Japan, the government last week said, uh, we don't really need them anymore. So Bushiroad was quick to act. And yeah, starting this Saturday, obviously we already knew that the the Osaka show was going to have cheering, but even after that, the smaller shows will also have cheering. So that's pretty awesome. Um, it, it'll be really interesting to see the smaller shows with cheering, because obviously the big shows usually there's big enough matches to where like people want to cheer, and you know that that makes sense. But what are they going to do when it's Triangle Derby in Chiba and nobody feels like cheering? Will it be a cheer? Will they cheer? Will they be lively? What's going to happen? I am very excited to to know about that. But we will see as time moves on. That's a really dope thing. I think that cheering restrictions are are gone. The the clap crowds are officially dead, um, unless COVID obviously uh, decides, nah, we ain't doing that anymore. But again, time will tell. Um, next piece of news is that Starm Card Party has launched. It's that card game that's not uh, Strong Spirits. I don't know what we we talked about last week. I don't really know why they separate it, but it launched. Um, it's seemingly not in the UK yet, so sucks to suck, British people, if you can even call them that. Um, but I, I've seen a lot of people enjoying the game on the timeline and whatnot. So if you want to go check that out and it's available in your region, why not? Go check it out. Um, next piece of news is that Julia is getting a new theme song on Saturday. This is, the, for me, a big theme song fan and a big critic of theme songs. It's a big news because I feel like her current theme is really, really good. But she tweeted out the other day that after you know what three four years um i guess it's just three years of having the same theme song she will be changing it up 
um, as the Red Belt champion in her match against Suzu Suzuki. I hope it's an upgrade, because if it's not, you know, there are a lot of bad theme songs in Stardom. I really hope it's good. But again, a lot of these are time will tell type of things. We will talk about it next week. If it's shit, I'm going to let you know it. Trust me. Um, and then last piece of news, which is kind of speculative, but kind of also interesting. Um, it appears that Stardom has some new trainees at the dojo. Uh, Rossi tweeted about it on Twitter. Yeah, Rossi tweeted about it saying that he went to the dojo and there is stuff cooking, um, but he will not say what it is yet. And according to whispers from a certain English-speaking member of the Stardom office who just can't keep his mouth shut, uh, there are five current trainees. We don't know if they'll all last to the protest and if they'll pass the protest, but according to him, and again, this is kind of speculative, according to him, there are around five trainees and we will be seeing them, hopefully, sometime this year. So that's pretty big news. Um, but I think that's all of the news we have today. Obviously, we'll be re- uh, reviewing two house shows that include Triangle Derby matches and what everybody's here for is talking about the upcoming pay-per-view, the biggest pay-per-view of the year so far um, on February 4th in Osaka, Edeon. So without further ado, let's get to the review. The January 28th show in Chiba, the Triangle Derby number one show, uh, it drew 563 fans, which was a good number. But if you look at the arena, it looked fucking empty. I don't know what the, I don't know what the capacity was on it, but it, it was it was a fine crowd, but a lot of empty seats because it's a big arena. So I don't know I don't know what the plan was there, but it was a it was an interesting show to say the least. I liked the venue; it looked pretty cool. But it would be a lot better, obviously, if they could <laughs> sell it out. You know, at least get a few of the a few of those bleacher seats taken care of. But that's neither here nor there. The first match at the Chiba Show it was Tomoka Inaba versus Rina versus Hina. Hina pinned Rina. In six minutes, 24 seconds with the ghetto clutch. A week after I say that Hina's kind of in the mud and they're pushing Rina, Hina gets two consecutive wins over Rina this past weekend. So that's 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 the Storm Quest curse right there, is that anything I say, the opposite will happen. But overall, I thought this match was pretty fun. Uh, Inaba really mixed it up well with the twins, and the twins are obviously really good together. Um, one of the better pairings just in the company, especially for young wrestlers. I think they just... I mean, they're twins, so obviously they mesh well together. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a fun match, nothing too spectacular. But if you're a fan of any of these three, um, or all of these three, like I am, I, I would I would check it out. It's it's an easy watch at four at six minutes twenty four seconds, so there's no reason not to. Um, in the second match of the night, uh, Kozen uh, lost to H and M. Actually, Hanan pinned Waka with the backdrop driver. Um, this this match was not in the Triangle Derby, but it was a match that happened because Waka and Kozen aren't, you know. Uh, yeah, Waka just doesn't do the dance anymore. I guess that's that. That was the one thing I took from this match. It was a it was a fine match overall. Mayu did good stuff with both both Tam and Natsupoi, but it was you know nothing to write home about. Hanan pinning Waka was pretty fun. It's it's nice to see Hanan get a win. Uh, and in 12 minutes and 25 seconds, it was a bit longer than it needed to be in my opinion, but you know, it was an all right match on the bottom of a house show card. I don't know what more you can really expect from this. Uh, next up was a triangle derby match. However, it was the Bari Bari Bombers defeating classmates in 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Tekla pinned Ida with the butterfly square and compass to get the win. Uh, I'm not sure if it was this match and the match on the following day, but uh, classmates are officially eliminated from the 
from the Triangle Derby tournament. They they cannot win even if they tried their hardest from this point forward, which is a shame. I was the most excited for their team in this in this tournament, but they were like maybe the first or second team eliminated, which is really uh, sad to me. But you know, somebody had to lose, and it, it just happened to be them. The match itself was also pretty fun. Tekla and Ida did their you know muscle girl contest. They did the push-ups. They did all that. Technically, Drew, even though Ida really won, and then she kind of just was like, "Oh well." You know, I'm gonna I'm give I'm gonna give Tekla the nod and just say we drew. So they drew, they hugged, and then <laughs> they both tried to tag out. And then from there, it was a lot of Koguma. Actually, I, I often say that Koguma doesn't really do a lot of work in these tag matches and these trios matches, but she did a lot of groundwork for classmates in this match. And if you're a fan of Koguma, definitely a match you want to see. It was it was a solid performance from her. And then from there, Hazuki and Julia did some good stuff. Ida and Tekla was the closing pair. They did a lot of fun stuff, and obviously, like I said, Tekla over Ida with the square and compass. Um, solid match. I, I wouldn't say it was anything spectacular. I would say uh, it was a run-of-the-mill uh, Triangle Derby match. So, I mean, if you've been enjoying the Triangle Derby, which not a lot of people have been, honestly, if you were enjoying it, I would check this one out. There's no reason not to, but it wasn't anything, you know, crazy great, uh, in my opinion. But there was some fun stuff in it, for sure. Uh, next match. It's Club Venus defeating Goldship. Goldship, obviously, Saki Kashima, Momo Watanabe, and Natsuko Tora. Club Venus is Mina and the white women. Uh, Mariah May pins Saki with the happily ever after pile driver in 11 minutes and 30 seconds. I'm going to be real with y'all. I watched all of this. I cannot tell you a single thing that happened. Alka's is going to be very upset with me, but I, I, I just, I couldn't even take notes. I was just, I just, I blacked out. So it was a match that certainly happened but I can't tell you about it. I'm very sorry. This is terrible audio. I know. It's it's literally what you are here to listen to, but I have no idea what the fuck happened in this match. Mariah May won, though, and her pile drivers really do. Cool. So, shout out to her. The next match is <laughs> Unique Lair versus Rampage GE. Uh, God's Eye. Uh, Mariah beat Ruaka with the Miramare in 12 minutes and 6 seconds. She submitted her specifically. Uh, this had its highs and its lows. There was some really uh, really weak parts of this match, I would say, but also it's a God's Eye match, so they always kind of pull it back together um, and kind of deliver that consistency that you want out of them in these in these Triangle Derby matches, even though they aren't they aren't never they, they're never really that great. They're never quite bad. Like, God's Eye can always get a good match out of anybody. So, kind of get what you expect from this one. It, it was pretty run-of-the-mill, again. This whole show was pretty run-of-the-mill outside of a, a match or two, which we'll get up into in a second. But, yeah, I thought this was a solid performance from both teams. And, obviously, Mirai over Ruaka is expected. Uh, Haruku Masaki didn't do much. I'm, I'm just... I'm just rambling at this point let's move on to more important matches my hime with c uh lost to seven up with three p's seven up obviously is you nanai takahashi and yuna mizamori my hime with c is my hime and lady c uh you choked out lady c with the katahajime in 11 minutes 56 seconds she really wants that Micah smoke because she was staring at homegirl the entire time using her old finish. And I thought that was really, really dope. This match, as you could probably expect, was a preview to their tag tail match that's coming up this week. 
Um, I thought they did a pretty good job with that. And obviously Lady C and Unimon supported each of their tag teams and, you know, fleshed out the match a bit more. Uh, I thought Lady C had a solid performance here against everybody because she kind of got her ass beat for a while. Um, but yeah, I, I would say this was a solid match again. Uh, as I said, you over Lady C. And then you got on the mic and she said it was her hometown. And I didn't know that. As as a you fan, I was unaware that Chiba was her hometown. I probably should have known that. But she said she was proud to win her hometown and that the sh- same shit's about to happen in Osaka when she beats the fuck out of Micah and Himeka. Uh Yeah, you was just shit, and start, shit starting. It was great. Like, you, you usually see the nice shit start with with their tag team opponents but you was just like nah i'm a i'm a fuck with these motherfuckers and i like that i respect that i'm excited for their tag team match which we'll talk about a little bit later um and then the main event of the evening queen's quest and prominence uh it was one of my most anticipated matches from the beginning of the tournament i wouldn't say it necessarily lived up to all of that but i will say it was a really really good match um in the end Tosai defeated kurumi with the uh euro clutch in 13 minutes and 18 seconds she rolled her up uh one of the first losses for prominence. I think it was the second loss for prominence. The, they lost once before to seven up, I believe. So that's that's a pretty big deal is that they actually lost a match. The, the champs lost a match, which is, you know, interesting. But I, I think it's a good team to lose to. Uh, Suzu and Azumi started things off. And that was really, really good. They are obviously uh, the same age. They're in the same generation. So that was, you know, on Twitter, I think they talked it up a lot that I was like oh it's the first time I got to wrestle uh Suzu like it's the first time I got to wrestle Uzumi I want to wrestle them more blah 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 because they are obviously both 20 years old and that's a big thing in Japan as everybody knows and then Sai Kamatani did a great did a great uh segment with Suzu as well um obviously they had that great match in the five star the match of the blue stars tournament or the blue stars block rather uh according to stardom and I thought that was a great match. I've obviously been wanting Suzu to win the white belt from Sai Kamatani, but I, I don't think that will be happening, unfortunately. But that's that was a great performance from both of them. And then Kurumi Hiragi, uh, once again, proving that she's one of the best wrestlers of the tournament. She's really putting in uh, a lot of effort in see all these matches a lot more than uh, a lot of the, the other talent in the tournament. I feel like Kurumi is really delivering as much as she can and you can tell from these sorts of matches. Um, Kurumi and Saya did a great closing stretch. Kurumi was doing a great job beating the shit out of her. And then Saya rolled her up. And Kurumi was doing such a great job that after the match, Saya announced that Kurumi knocked her contact lenses out. So she could not see shit in that closing stretch. Proving that Saya Kamtai is pretty dope. Because that closing stretch was pretty dope. Um, then afterwards, obviously, Queen's Quest got to close the show. Saya said that she was very proud of Queen's Quest for defeating the Earth's champions as they are the last homegrown unit in the company uh, top to bottom and they feel very disrespected that the artist belts are held by invaders so they will be looking for those belts going forward. I'm excited for that rematch if they do go for it. Uh, And then they hit the poses. They never hit the poses so that's awesome. I'm happy about that. Overall, the show was a show you know like it was it was a house show i don't there's not a lot to to draw from it in my opinion the prominence qq match was pretty fun that was probably the match of the night otherwise the mahime match was was solid as well but you know other than that you could definitely skip the show if you wanted to there's not a lot to to draw from it in my personal opinion um and then the next show they just uploaded 
uh, like a couple hours ago, so I did not get to watch, unfortunately. But it was in Maybashi. It drew 370 fans, which in Maybashi is not a bad number, as far as I remember. So good for them. Um, there were seven matches on the show as well. They've been stacking these these cards with a lot of matches uh, compared to what used to be five match cards for these smaller shows. Uh, they they've been enjoying they've been enjoying adding a lot of matches to these these triangle derby matches or triangle derby shows rather. So without further ado, let's get into the results. Azumi faced Waka Sukiyama and Tomoka Inaba in the first match at Meibashi, and Azumi defeated Waka in seven minutes twenty seven seconds with the foot foot stop. Again, Azumi and Tomoka Inaba also part of the same generation that 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 like two thousand two two thousand three you know like that area is absolutely un like they are going to be the biggest group of wrestlers in so long i'm really excited and this was the first time azumi and tomoka inaba got to mix it up in a while if not ever i forget they might have done some stuff in the tag league but i think this was probably the first time that they had like a substantial amount of interaction in a match and it i didn't get to watch it but i am really excited to see it because you know azumi and tomoka inaba both really great wrestlers two of my favorites and yeah Waka obviously lost because who would have thought Waka losing a match never happens. But yeah, uh, the this I'll just be running through this one because didn't get to watch any of these matches. Uh, but match two was Queen's Quests Hina, Talsaya, and Utami Hayashista versus Momotanabe, Starlight Kid, and Rina. Hina once again defeated Rina with the big ending this time instead of the Gato Clutch. Uh, she defeated her in 11 minutes 18 seconds. Um, yeah, Hina's getting heated up a little bit. I mean, I guess they like to keep things even between Hina and Rina, but Rina was definitely getting a lot of the shine in recent weeks and recent months. But I guess they're kind of like, oh well, let's give let's give Hina her time to really show her stuff. And I'm I'm into it. I'm interested. Obviously, Hina and Rina will be a big deal moving forward once they get a little bit older. But I'm I'm excited that. You know they're they're keeping them both fresh. I imagine they both will challenge for the future belt at some point this year. Um, I've been saying Rena might win it this year, but it might be a little bit too soon. We will see as time moves on. In match number three, it was the last non-tournament match of the night. It was Natsuko Tora, Ruaka, and Saki Kashima facing Bari Bari Bombers, which is Julia, Tekla, and my Sakurai. Julia pinned Saki with what I saw as a bad Gnosuke clutch. I checked out the the last couple seconds of the match. Julia either gets that clutch and it's really clean or it's the worst looking pinfall I've ever seen. This was the latter, unfortunately. Uh, this went 9 minutes, 38 seconds. Didn't get to watch it, but Julia over Saki is the least offensive thing, the least offensive result you may ever see in this company. Um, match number four was the first of, of the Triangle Derby League matches on this show. Uh, classmates faced Natsupoi, Saki of Colors. Natsaka Kashima and Tam Nakano. And Poi defeated Ida in 11 minutes and 53 seconds with the fairing ring. Uh, classmates down at two points. And Saki and the Colors crew, or not the Colors crew, the Cosmic Angels crew, are looking good moving forward. That's that's big for them, this win, because they they had a rough start, obviously, with Poi losing a couple. But it feels like they're getting some momentum heading into their last few matches of the tournament. Match number five, also a Triangle Derby League match. It was Rampage GE defeating H&M, which is obviously Hanan, Momokogo, and uh, Mayu Iwatani. Ami defeated Kogo with the Blue Thunder Bomb again, because for whatever reason, 
Ahami just refuses to hit her with the with the thunderbolt because she disrespects Kogo at every turn. Poor Momokogo. Uh, yes, one win, eleven minutes, seventeen seconds. H and M still at zero points. They will be looking to get more points in a couple weeks when they face Lollipop. I imagine that will be their only points of the tournament at this rate because I don't think I think that might be their last match, if not one or two more. But it's it's a rough tournament for all of the Stars crew actually, uh, <laughs> with a combined total of two points amongst the two teams. Not not going too well for for our our babyface heroes of Stardom. Uh, match number six which is the match I actually want to see from this show more than any other match. It is Rebel Enemy versus 7-Up. Rebel Enemy defeated 7-Up specifically. Maya pinned Unimon with a roll-up in 13 minutes, 11 seconds. These outsider tag matches have been the highlight of this tournament, in my opinion. And I really, really want to see this match. It's not up yet, but as soon as it is, I will be uh, going over to watch it. And I would suggest you do as well, because um, I imagine it will be pretty pretty good. And yeah, Maya beat Unimon with a roll-up. I believe that was seven ups like first loss they they broke the winning streak for seven up so that's pretty dope i i don't i've been predicting that seven up will lose a match this entire time and they haven't yet so this is the first loss for them and yeah i'm excited to watch this one but i haven't gotten to see it yet then in the main event it was a triangle derby league match it was my Hime would see losing to club venus unfortunately mina defeated lady c with a figure four leg lock uh and this ended Club Venus's tournament, and they they sat at eight points, which is not enough to uh, put them through to the finals. It looks like because Seven Up has eight points, and most teams have at least two matches to go. It it's not looking like they will be returning uh, to the finals on the final night of action, uh, or the semifinals rather, since this is a a you know tiered event. Yeah, Zaya Brookside officially left. That, was, that should have been the news section. I apologize. Zaya Brookside left Japan. She might come back, but there is no official word. Uh, she is taking bookings in the UK from February onward. So she is... So Club Venus is two people now. I guess. I don't... Alex needs to be here for the Club Venus stuff. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I, I don't care. I re- like, I'm I'm so sorry. It's It's bad. But I just... I don't know. Zaya Brookside's gone. Sorry. And now I don't have to deal with Club Venus <laughs> Triangle Derby matches, which is really dope. I'm really excited about that. But yeah, that's the review section. We got done really quickly because I'm alone. I have nobody to talk to. I'm just kind of talking to you, the the audience that I love and adore so very much. If you're still here listening, you're a real one, for real. I respect you. Uh, I respect you more than you know, because I don't think I would still be here if I were you. But I'm sure you're waiting to get to the actual meat of the show. It is Stardom Supreme Fight 2023, the first major pay-per-view of the year. Obviously, they had the one with Ami and Saya, but let's be real. Everybody got sick on that one. There wasn't a lot to watch, not, not a lot to write home about. Some fine matches, but this is the, this is the real meat and potatoes. This is the real meat and potatoes uh, pay-per-view to start the year, and I'm super excited about it. It obviously comes on the 4th of February and is in Osaka Edeon number one. The first event with cheering in three years now, which is incredible. Um, I'm super excited to see how it goes in the in the first match of the show. It is a triangle derby match. It's the only triangle derby match on this event. It is Unique Glare, Starlight Kid, 
Haruka Umasaki and Ruaka facing off against classmates Suzuki, Sai, Ida, and Koguma. I don't know what the point totals are. Let me let me pull them up. Uh, currently, it appears as if uh, Unique Glare is at four and classmates. I can't read Japanese. Is at two, as I said earlier. I imagine this is a classmates win. I feel like they can definitely get away with with beating Unique Glare in this one. Especially anybody over Ruaka is is a easy go, and I think they they since classmates are already eliminated, you could definitely you know give them a few more points just to you know give them give them something to to care about, give them a little bit of give them a little bit of shine before they eventually end the tournament as losers. So I I predict classmates over Unique Glare, but you never know. This this could go anyway, and yeah, that's the only triangle derby match we have to dwell on because Triangle Derby has been pretty ass. I'm going to be real with you. And from there, some more interesting matches begin. The next match is the return of Konami. It is Konami, Shuri, and Amisore of God's Eye facing off against Utami Hayashishta, Izumi, and Lady C of Queen's Quest. Um, I believe that God's Eye will probably win because Lady C exists and Konami ain't losing. So I'm excited for this match. I'm excited to see Konami and Izumi mix it up again. Obviously, they were my favorite tag team of 2018. If you know, you know. Uh, they were they were the cops. Shout out to them. And yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of the pairings. I feel like Konami is always... It's always fun to see Konami on these shows. And it's dope that they got her for their first cheer show in, in years. Because obviously she was a big part of that pre-cheering era. Or pre-clap crowds era, rather. It's It'll be interesting to see how she does. It's obviously been a few months since she's been around. But yeah, I'm excited for this match. Shout out to Konami. Uh, she a real one. And God's Eye is definitely winning this match. Um, next up, it's a special singles match that I'm personally super excited for. And I think you should be too. It is Mirai taking on Sendai Girls' Chihiro Hashimoto. It is Hashimoto's first match in stardom in a long time. I, I don't have the exact date, but it's it's been a few years since she's been in stardom. I'm going I'm to pull it up right now do 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 how you guys doing first match in stardom since 2017 so yeah it's it's been a minute it's been six years now since since we've seen hashimoto in a stardom ring obviously she's a completely different wrestler now she is literally the most successful sendai girls wrestler of all time uh she will probably be winning back the sendai girls world championship this year um, after holding it for 700 years. So that'll be really fun. And she is facing off against Mirai, who obviously inserted herself into this, this feud between Hashimoto and Shuri, which will probably climax at the Yokohama Arena show uh, in a few months. But I am really excited for this match, even though it's very clear that Mirai is being fed to Hashimoto. I think this match has a lot of potential. Um, it could go a few different ways. Either it's a real back and forth match that Hashimoto just, you know, eventually triumphs in, or Hashimoto just actually beats the shit out of Mirai and like squashes her borderline. And I think either of those would be good options because I'm just excited to see them just clash. And you know, two two powerhouse wrestlers, two real brutes of of Joshi wrestling. I'm super excited to see this match. I I think Mirai losing here is a telltale sign that like she isn't doing anything right now because don't don't regardless of how the match goes outside of mirai win which will not happen 
uh, Mirai is getting fed to Hashimoto. So I, I, they are cooling her down. That That's just how it is. But at the end of the day, this is a big match for her. And I think it'll be a really good match. Could be a Dark Horse match of the night. Obviously, there's a lot of good matches on the show, but it really could be a Dark Horse match of the night. But we will see. I mean, I, I was thinking Mariah was going to win the white belt after this. I don't really, I don't really know because she is going to get her ass whooped by Hashimoto. I, I promise you that. You can, you can rant at me on Twitter if it doesn't happen. She's going to get whipped. She's going to get whooped, rather. She's going to get whooping. That's, it's going to happen. But how bad will it be? How, how much of a brute will Hashimoto look in stardom, in her return to stardom? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see all of that. Obviously, this all leads up to the Sherry match coming in a few months, which I'm also excited for. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the big it's the big cross-promotional match of the show. Well, I guess there's two, because the main event features a freelance superstar, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. The next match is... Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to read all these names. The next match is the, a gauntlet match that was proposed by Mayu Iwatani. It's a turmoil match, rather. So each wrestler gets in. They have five minutes to defeat their opponent. And whoever wins goes on to the next opponent, has five minutes to defeat them, and so on and so forth. If there's any draws, five minutes, then both wrestlers are eliminated and they will move on to the next pair of opponents. The participants, as of now, because I... I as I've, as I'm sure you guys have all heard, Miyu Amasaki is injured, as far as we know. Um, Miyu Amasaki, I don't know if you guys know the reason we call her Kevin, is because much like Kevin Owens, her tag team partner is just way better than she is. Um, shout out to Sami Zayn one time, love that dude. Um, but real talk, the first the 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 field, I should say, is as follows: Miyu Amasaki, Saki Kashima, Natsuko Tora. Tekla, Mai Sakurai, Unimon, Unimizumori, Mariah May, Wakasukiyama, Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, Mayu Iwatani, Tam that's not Tam Nakano, that's Natsupoi, Momokogo, Momoka Hanazono, and X. Who is X? We don't know. But at the end of the day, this is a big, big match. It's going to take a long time, and I'm interested to see how it goes. Obviously, there are going to be some matches that are not very good, but you know, it's five minutes of each match. I don't think it'll it'll matter a lot. I imagine there will be an Iron Man in this. Like I could definitely see Mayu like clearing out a lot of the undercarders and then maybe like losing to Asaki Kashima or Natsuko Tora. And then they kind of pick it up for a couple matches, then they lose it to somebody. Um in the end, I imagine that the winner will either be Mina Shirakawa or Mina Shirakawa, Mayu or the X. I can't really see anybody else winning it. Uh, and if the X is someone like Meiho Suzuki, which is what we've kind of been hoping for, me and Alex have been talking about the past couple of weeks. If it is someone like Meiho Suzuki, that's the next direction for the high-speed belt. If it is someone like Mina Shirakawa, then I think we know who the next Sai Kamatani opponent is, and we will be looking forward to that. But I am interested in this match. It could be really good. It could be a time waster. Um, we will see. But there there are some good matchups that, you know, if they go at that five-minute sprint, uh, and they don't just wrestle and then somebody loses very plainly and boringly. I think there can be a lot of fun matchups in this match. Like I said, Mina probably the winner. Maybe X, maybe Mayu. I think Mayu is probably the dark horse, despite it being her match type. But I, I think those are the three to really go with. I mean, maybe they give it to Mariah May. Who knows? Who knows? They they seem to like her. So maybe maybe that's where we're at. But we will see 
on Saturday. And from there, it is all championship matches. It is first the god the goddesses of stardom championship match, a match I'm very excited for. It is my Hime challenging Nanai Takahashi and you in their first defense of the tag team titles since winning them from Meltier in December. Uh, this is a toss-up, actually. Obviously, it's it's hard to bet against 7-Up. It's really difficult because they just have not shown a dent in their armor this entire time. Even even their like their first loss as a team in recent memory, it was Unimon who took the fall. They haven't lost a match since Jesus, since the the tag league, and even then, it's like they didn't lose all that many matches. Uh, I think the Nai ones lost like once. So this is a this is a hard match for my Hime to win. But and if you got want to go check out the article I wrote on Five Star Network, you will know how I feel about this. I think Micah and Hameka need a title reign. They need a tag title reign soon, and they need it to be like a, a major one, and I think this can be the start of that. I, I think their time as challengers uh, is is has been very unfruitful for them, and they can definitely use a win here. And I think that them winning here and then uh, having the Meltier defense at Yokohama Arena could be could be the move. I think that that would make sense. But that's just me. I'm a big Mahime fan, as everybody knows. But I'm also a big 7-Up fan. And I also don't know where they go from here if they do retain the titles. Uh, Goddess belts are historically short reigns. Uh, I think the most winningest team in a single reign only had like four or five successful defenses. I think it was five and it was years ago. Uh, that's why like FWC last year... Um, them winning the belt twice, the belts twice, and also uh, defending them like multiple times was actually a pretty big deal, in my opinion, because that doesn't happen with the guys' belts a lot. Uh, they had to break it up so that Black Desire had that reign in between. But if they didn't, FWC would have been like the most successful guys' champions in like a decade. So I am interested to see if if Seven Up is transitional champions. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think they can definitely. Uh, win like the triangle derby and have the nsa seven up uh be like the the focal point of their of their team instead of the gas belts but at the same time i feel like i'm just trying to talk myself out of the eventual obvious result of seven up defeating my hime and my hime not really having any more direction again uh we will see i'm excited for the match they had a really good match in the gas in the gas tournament and i think this will be Equally, if not better uh, than that match, because it is for the tag belts. Uh, I think Nanai and you have really grown as tag team partners, and they really have found what makes their tag team matches great, and they know how to execute on it. So I am excited for this. Another powerhouse match. Obviously, we were talking about Mariah and Shirash and Mota earlier. Another powerhouse match here. I'm really excited to see who wins. I'm really excited to see the match. I'm really excited to see what comes after it. So, yeah, that's that's... That's probably my pick for my most anticipated match of the night, honestly, because I'm super, super excited to see uh, everything to do with it. And yeah, I hope you guys are too. I'm going to do the hot take and say my him is going to win, even though they probably won't, because death taxes, Nanai screams and wins. Wahaha. Uh, shouts to Nanai one time. She has the passion. It makes sense. Uh, and then the semi-win event of the night is Sai Kamatani defending the Wonder of Storm Championship against Momo Watanabe. Uh, this will be 
this will be Saya's chance to get the record of most defenses in a single reign, who which is currently held by none other than Watanabe, who was obviously champion in 2018 and 2019 before she lost to Risa Hoshiki. It's kind of wild to think that Momo was like 19 years old, 18 years old. She was younger than I am now when she had the most successful white belt championship reign of all time. Uh, but I guess it will no longer be the most successful if Saya wins this match here. Uh, this is another one that could go either way, but it feels like it's Saya's match to win. Me and Alex have talked about how, and you know, I guess a lot of people have talked about how uh, there's definitely a story to be told of Momo being forced to win the white belt again and just hating it because if you guys are unaware, she has gone on record to say many times she fucking hates the white belt now and she does not want to hold it. So it's it's definitely possible that they go with the Naito route where she just finds her way back to the Intercontinental belt or the Wonder of Stardom belt in this case and she just hates it. And she tosses it aside and she says, get away from me. You know, I don't want to hold this belt. And then she keeps, she has this attachment to it that is, you know, not on purpose. It's it's not what she wants, but that's what she keeps getting. I can see it going that way, but at the end of the day, I feel like they're really putting a lot of stock into the Sire reign, and I feel like they she still has one or two to go, one or two opponents to go, mainly Mina Shirakawa. And, you know, if Mina doesn't win the white belt, then whoever uh, does win the white belt, I imagine it will be from Saya Kamatani. I can't really see Momo... Uh, getting in the way of the story of Saya finally falling to one of her past adversaries. Um, so I definitely see Saya win here, but this match could be really, really good depending on how much Momo, how much work Momo puts in, truly, in my opinion. Uh, she could really deliver a masterclass. This could, again, like multiple matches on this card, could steal the show, but it also could be um, a bit more low effort than than maybe one would want from Momo Watanabe because of the story of the match and because of where she is as a character right now. I don't know if she's going to go all out like she would have a year and a half ago or even a year ago in a in a championship situation like this. Um, but I'm excited to see what happens. This is definitely an unpredictable match, in my opinion. Uh, while Sayakamitani feels like the favorite, uh, the, the contents of the match, we don't really know what's going to happen. I feel like Momo could get really heelish with it. Um, she could get really, you know, she uses every weapon in the book and then Sai overcomes it, or she uses every weapon in the book and she just wins, you know, like that's, there's a lot of possibilities here and I'm excited to see what they go for. Honestly, I, I still think Sai Kamatani has that match against Mina coming up, but if she doesn't, hey, maybe, maybe Momo shocks the world and wins the wipe up for the second time. I'm not opposed to it. Could be an interesting thing for, for Momo to do for a while. And it, it could free Sayakamitani to do some other stuff going into Yokohama Arena in the next couple months. But yeah, I'm excited for that match. It should be good. It, it it could be bad, but it should be pretty good, in my opinion. I think Momo will definitely deliver. Uh, it's just a matter of how much she does deliver, if that makes sense. Um, then the main event. The probably most anticipated match of the evening. It is Julia defending the Red Belt, the, one, the World of Stardom Championship, against prominences suzu suzuki um obviously they had that match at the the five-star final it was my favorite one of my favorite matches of the tournament really really good match between suzu and julia ended in a draw so this is a rematch of that and obviously they have the the previous history of them in ice ribbon julia kind of has taking taken the role as suzu's older sister 
um, instead of being this fierce rivalry, which I actually really like. I know there's some, you know, discourse about that, about the change in the vibe of this rivalry uh, from Suzu wants to stab, <laughs> stab Julia with a light tube to now she's just bickering with her. And she's like, hey, you just lost, you loser. Look at you. Look at you. You're a loser. Just randomly. I get why people aren't a fan of it, but I personally find it a really interesting dynamic. And I think it will grow as time goes on, especially if Suzu continues working with stardom, which is always an if, but I feel like it it will happen. She will grow as a wrestler alongside Julia and against Julia. And I think this is the first of many uh, championship matches that they will have against one another. Obviously, Julia is winning this. It's her first defense. We're expecting a really, really major reign from Julia that, you know, at most will get broken up into two reigns if she loses it sometime this year. I imagine she wins it back pretty soon after that. Uh, it's it's hard to see Julia losing a singles match anytime soon for me. She has a lot a lot of, of things to do with this championship moving forward. So obviously Suzu is going to be the loser here. But I am interested in the dynamic of this match. I'm interested to see how they build off of that five-star Grand Prix match that they had a few months ago. I'm really excited to see if they leave some room for like an, another match as soon as this year, you know, obviously if they aren't going to have a singles match again for another year and a half, two years, they don't really have to leave a lot of room for, for anything. But if I wonder if this will be another precursor to an even bigger match later this year, maybe a Suzu winning a tournament or a Suzu, you know, fighting her way to the red belt and becoming a bit more of a, an equal to Julia, maybe even winning the red belt. That's, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. I, I would love Suzu to win a singles championship in stardom this year or next year. I think it would be a really, really interesting story. And of all of the outsiders you can get to do it, I think Suzu is the most reliable. Uh, and I think she's probably one of the best in the world, personally. She's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. So I would love to see her get a, a singles reign in stardom pretty soon. But this obviously is not happening on this match. It's just a matter of how much they give in this match. Do they go all out? Do they save some for a little bit later on? What What... What is the goal of this match in that way? And we will see when it comes on Saturday. So, yeah, it's going to be Julia's first successful defense. It makes you believe that maybe the Maya Yukihi match will be the Okama Arena main event. Uh, we aren't sure, but considering that they're kind of going with the Dream Sam route, I imagine Julia's first few defenses are against outsiders. Maybe a, 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 a Hazuki defense. Jesus, I can't talk. Maybe a Hazuki defense in between that. But we will see. I'm excited to see this match, and I'm excited to see how Julia's reign starts because obviously she's held the belt for, you know, what, a month and a few days now, about five weeks. Uh, and obviously all she's been doing is a triangle derby, which definitely <laughs> takes away a little bit of the momentum of her win. But I think this match will definitely remind you why Julia is the world champion and what she can do with this belt moving forward. So I'm super excited to see that. I'm super excited to see the show. Obviously, people have been dying for a big stardom show. It's been a while. It, it feels it feels like it's been a while since we've seen like a major singles match in stardom, even though it was just, you know, the 29th of, you know, December. And now it's the first, second of, of the first or second of February. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's, it's only been a, like, you know, four or five weeks, but it feels like we've been dying for a big singles match. The Saya versus Ami was not enough earlier in January. So I'm very excited to see uh, what goes down in the show. There's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot of intrigue, in my opinion. There's a lot of matches that could be really great or they could fall flat. 
but I think that's kind of what makes these live stardom shows the best is that you don't really know what to expect from all of it. And certain things are going to hit and certain things aren't going to hit, but it's going to be an experience to watch. It's going to be a really interesting experience to watch. And I think there is confidence in saying that the seven up match, the main event, you know, I think those Mirai and Chira Hashimoto, even if it does only go six minutes and Hashimoto just beats the shit out of her, I think there's a lot of intrigue there. There's a lot to be excited about for this show. Um, surprisingly, I think that's all. Damn, these these one-person shows really are short. Um, I'm sorry that Alex is sick. I hope that that wasn't too terrible, but I, I, I enjoyed myself doing it. Um, next week, we will be back, and hopefully Alex will be healthy to talk about uh, the pay-per-view that we are going to be watching this Saturday. And then after that, it will be another weekend of Triangle Derby matches. Woo. Uh, gotta love that. But yeah, uh, next week we'll be back to business as usual, hopefully. But we will see. Hopefully Alex gets better. And hopefully this wasn't too painful to listen to me all on my own. Uh, you know, it, it's it's good to... It's good to try things. You know, I could have gotten a co-host. I might get a co-host. I might just completely scrap this episode and get a co-host because this sounds terrible. I'll ask Alex what he thinks. But yeah, I'm 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 happy to, to be here. I'm happy to do a solo show. But Alex, please get better soon. Get better by next week because I need you, buddy. This is hard. Please. Um, but without further ado, I guess we must close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. I saluted. I I don't like I physically saluted, you know. Like, you know. Ijo. <laughs>